The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing. If you're new to the show, I just want to give you a really warm welcome and also welcome back anyone who's been here with us. If you've been traveling with us for a long time, I'm so glad you're still here. Today, we're going to talk to Lydia Koleshnik about her amazing transformational journey, how she went from being kind of chronically ill and struggling in her life to developing incredible healing and spiritual connection all through her love of horses in nature. So she's just going to help us understand how, like she came to this through a divine revelation then that led her to establish Apona Healing Ranch, which is a sanctuary for special needs horses. I have to tell you, Lydia, um, I'm such a horse girl. So I'm so excited to talk about this and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's an honor and pleasure to be here on your wonderful show and podcast and um, looking forward to sharing about my, my journey um, having horses come to me in dreams and guiding my life and um, helping me keep healing, growing and evolving. The horses keep you on track. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. So tell, tell us how you got started in that. Like what happened? What was going on for you? Well, it started, I was actually born with deformed organs um, that were difficult to, to treat and heal medically. So at the age of 10, I took a stand for myself. And I decided I didn't want to be on the planet to be chronically ill and in pain and ultimately degenerate. Uh, so I ended up finding the book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale in our little country school library. And that really set me on my path of mindset. You know, I didn't know anything. They didn't call it mindset <laughs> back then. And then I had always been connected with um, animals, nature, and spirits and dreams. I always had beings come to me in dreams and speak to me. And when I was 10, we had, um, well, we had a farm when I was a child. And I, I made um, a fort in our ravine with a circle of stones in the middle of poplar trees and the fox and the mm. raven would come and, and the spirits would come to me and, and tell me things. And they guided me forward um, on my healing path. And then through those years, I did conventional medicine, which was great, but they just didn't have the knowledge and understanding to be able to help me. And so I was guided to all sorts of wonderful healing modalities. And then ultimately I was guided to Reiki, which you're a Reiki master, <laughs> mm -hmm. obviously familiar with. And mm -hmm. um, 
and macrobiotic healing foods. And that, that came to me in dreams um, in my 20s. And it was these pillars of light that often become horses that speak mm. to me and became very clear in my, what I call my cocoon of healing during my Saturn return um, in my late 20s when I took two years off. I was an international environmental policy analyst and a mental health therapist, and I had a career set up. All Everything was ready to go. I had great job offers at the UN and federal wow. government and um, really on a phenomenal path. But I had messages and dreams saying not to do that. And in my mm. cocoon of healing, I had maybe hundreds or thousands of dreams and out-of-body experiences while I was doing Reiki every day, Reiki for what I call clinical or therapeutic purposes, like two-hour treatments, maybe twice a day or once a day for months or a year or two. And then um, macrobiotic healing foods. I went to Boston to see the macrobiotic forefather meet Shikushi. So I was cooking and chewing. Mm -hmm. And I was so weak and frail that I, I needed to sleep 16 hours a day, about 12 hours at night, and then four in the afternoon. But when I would fall asleep, I would have these phenomenal dreams. And so the horses came to me and uh, were telling me that my path would be changing and I would be helping people um, and animals heal. And I was, a, I was a bit resistant, not intellectually, but because I loved what I did already, right? And so I yeah. thought, well, like, what is this? Like, I can do it as a hobby, but so I, I did. So eventually, I got out of my cocoon of healing, and 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 I started to uh, see clients through word of mouth, and just I didn't have a website. <laughs> it just kind of was in a flow state. Um, and then after three years, I realized, yeah, this is my mission, and um, mm -hmm. and and I continue to be guided by um, the spiritual essence of horses. Wow, that's amazing. That's a really a remarkable story. And to spend that much time in spirit state, like where you're receiving like that many downloads and that much psychic information, that's really unusual and very cool. Yeah, well, I didn't plan on that happening. So when I decided to take two years to heal my to finally heal my chronic illnesses, I, uh, I just wanted to get back to work. <laughs> mm. And I had these amazing job offers to choose from. But I was, I guess I was a tough case to switch, to change my life because they, they were like epic dreams, like, um, mm -hmm. like echoes, like voices echoing through the ether. I had one dream uh, where I was, my spirit was in a herd of horses and I was told I was a sister of horses, but I didn't think about horses really at the time. I was focused on my own survival um, and I had dreams about the coming of the great light and symbols in, in the sky, uh, dreams where I was a spirit going to people's bodies. Uh, just like in the movies, you can see all the organs and the little fat deposits and <laughs> right. And then you just wake up and have to do the dishes or you just have to carry mm -hmm. on. Right. Like it's, it's living in the two worlds, as you're saying. Right. Um, but it, the dreams were more real than real life. And mm -hmm. you, I mean, how could you ignore them? It's impossible to ignore them. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I did die twice in my cocoon of healing. I was so weak. I I went through the tunnel um, and had the life review. Um, so, you know, it's wow. had a lot of experience and, and out oh, of goodness. body 
but again, I never tried. I would just fall asleep and had no intention. Um, mm. And then eventually, then I started offering services and I always had dreams guiding me about that. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I started updating my websites and going online that um, I always had before that just word of mouth, right? For 25 years. Mm. Uh, right. Word of, word of mouth. That's beautiful. That's powerful. Yeah. So just living in that flow state. And I didn't know there was such a thing called flow. <laughs> and, mm. and um, but that's what that's what happened, right? So the frequency of the Reiki energy healing and of the macrobiotic healing foods and then self-reflection or called holistic coaching, but when you do it with yourself, it's self-reflection. That just opened up my channel. And right. I became this very efficient receiver of of infinite energy, Reiki, and of messages. That's so cool. It's such a beautiful story. And I'm, I'm really fascinated by the food connection, too, because I've heard this over and over again. And I feel for myself, there's a strong connection between what I eat, obviously our health, but somehow also our psychic connection. So tell us, ma macrobiotic was really big. So I'm from Boston, and I have been aware of macrobiotic. My parents were hippies. Like I knew what it was, you know, um, but it, it's very seventies in a way. And um, not that many people know about macrobiotics. I know it's from Japan. I know that, but can you um, fill us in just to get a little bit about what that, what that is and how that helps our spiritual process? Yeah, no, absolutely. So macrobiotics, macro meaning whole biotic, meaning life really teaches about the essence of balance, the balance of the most fundamental frequency level of yin and yang. And the beautiful thing about it is you don't have to know theory and you don't have to understand yin and yang in order to start to implement it. So macrobiotics is the understanding of life itself and our personal growth and evolution. And food is an application of that mm. With those principles. So in my years of working with those principles, I've actually developed 12 ancient universal principles I use in my high performance wellness coaching. And also when we're doing uh, healing retreats with the horses uh, to help us really ignite insight and then mm -hmm. really expand awareness and then align, you know, our body, mind, and spirit with our vision. So, so the ancient universal principles in macrobiotics are called uh, principles in the order of the infinite universe. So that's the underlying foundation of macrobiotics. But as I said, you don't need to know anything complicated. And the principles that I put together are very simple to digest, right? And that to, to apply in your life. Uh, so the cooking then and the food, as I said, is an application of that. So we see food as nutrition, so minerals, proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, and food as frequency. Mm. So for example, if you have a carrot, and a carrot, the root grows into the ground, that carrot root has a frequency. It's a downward, what we call yang energy. So it's strengthening. And, it, and if you eat the root of a carrot, you bring energy deep into the body, deep into the organs. But the top of the carrot has a leafy green. Uh, so carrot top, and that grows upward and outward. So that has more yin energy. Uh, so that has a lighter energy in the body. And so, for example, we have medicinal dishes based on yin and yang. So a root vegetable with top or like carrot with top, uh, properly prepared, is a balancing dish for lung, large intestine. Mm. 
it's, but you don't, when I started the macrobiotic medicinal healing program, I didn't want to know any of that. I just followed the recipes <laughs> and experienced right. that transformation that I just explained. Cool. That's so interesting. Huh. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I just indulging in my personal curiosity about that. Cause I've also, I've often for myself noticed there's a big difference, like a big impact on my diet and my spiritual life and my psychic life as well as my physical life. So let's talk about horses and um, the peel and the healing power of horses. Yeah. Well, as I was saying, I obviously um, connect with horses on a spiritual level. I have horses here in the physical plane as well. And like all light workers, um, we are uniting the heaven and earth, right? As they say in macrobiotics, we're we're bringing spiritual existence onto the material plane. And horses are masters at this. And they're here to be healers. I see every horse as a healer here, here to love, right? And help humans evolve. So we all know horses have been fundamental in human civilization, um, in living the lifestyles we have now. They fought in wars. They um, um, were a big part of agriculture, uh, trans, um, our basic transportation, whether on farms or in cities. And now they are helping us uh, heal and evolve through equine therapy. And mm -hmm. more and more people are recognizing uh, horses as the divine beings that they are. And so mm -hmm. I wrote a chapter um, in a book coming out called The Divinity of Horses. And the book is called Evolving on Purpose, Co-Creating mm -hmm. with the Divine. And it's coming out on Amazon on August 30th. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, I understand, I mean, this is just my limited understanding of equine therapy that it works in a lot of different ways. And for me, it's been about having the horse sort of show what's going on inside of me that I'm not seeing. Like if you go and you're nervous, the horse is nervous. If they're like mirrors, if, you know, if I relax and bring my energy down, the horse, you know, kind of comes down. Is that sort of the basis of how we do equine therapy? Like, or what is it really all about? Well, there are many different approaches and styles of equine-assisted therapy, so there's no one way, right, to approach it. So how I've been guided to do that, similar to what you're saying, but we stand in stillness with the horses, and then it's like a meditation, and then our being in the presence of a horse, and as you know, the Heart Math Institute had did that study with the electromagnetic field of the horse's heart being five times larger than the humans. Yeah. And then they also measured the physiological response of humans from just standing beside a horse. And they had all the signs of decreased anxiety or stress, uh, you know, balancing of, of, of high blood pressure or those sorts of things. So we stand with the horses and breathe and then see what comes to us, what is meant to be activated within us for our own personal self-exploration and self-discovery. So we usually start at the guest house. At, you know, I have a guest house at the farm and we may do Reiki ahead of time. We may have some miso soup or some healing food the night before. We may do meditation or smudging. So we do try to be a little bit more in our true essence for the equine therapy and the retreats when we go out to visit the horses. Uh, but we just let the horses be. And, uh, and we just, we are practicing being in our, in our own presence and in the presence of the horses 
and phenomenal, like phenomenal, um, efficient transformation can take place just from doing that. Um, I've witnessed that and, and we had a wonderful volunteer here a couple months ago and she had some time off and she went to visit one of the horses and she came back and she was crying. And I said, what's, what's wrong? And she said, I had the most beautiful experience with our horse, Macy. I said, well, what, what happened? I just stood with her and she started crying and she, and she said she healed me. So the simplicity hmm. of connecting with the divine energy of the horses activates our own divine energy and then leads to our own self-awareness, our own self-empowerment, you know, self-value, you know, leading all to self-mastery. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. And I'm so excited to continue the conversation, but let's take a really quick break. We are talking with Lady Apona and talking about her amazing healing ranch and how she offers equine assisted therapy and equine healing retreats so that we can all tap into this incredible spiritual power of horses to help with our healing. So Lady Apona, such a cool title. Now, is she the goddess of horses? Am I thinking of that right? Tell us a little bit about yes. what that name means for you. Yeah, well, Epona is the goddess of horses and that came to me as a message years ago. Um, I was looking for a name for my healing arts practice. And mm. so Epona Healing Arts was my original healing arts practice. And um, but horses also uh, guided me to, the, to that name. And then a few years ago, friends were here and they started calling me Lady Epona. And then the horses were like, yeah, Lady Epona. So that's all kind of <laughs> happened in a flow state. Everything that happens to me is in a flow state. It's I don't I often don't intend or um, or or even expect certain things, but I'm open to receive. And this is a huge cool. part of, as you know, channeling energy and um, and healing with the horses is mm -hmm. that horses help us remember how to be open to receive. And they hold that sacred space for us without judgment and a space of complete unconditional love. And horses always meet you where you're at. So, you know, mm. they encourage you to, to, to grow and evolve, um, but they, they recognize you at a very uh, deep spiritual level. So I always say in the dreams I had with horses, they recognized me and what I was meant to do on the earth more like long before I recognized myself, because I was just going to go back to my policy work. And thought that was great. <laughs> and then, and then right. they were like, no, 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 here's who you really are, Lydia. And it's just, so we expand. So I expanded from, from that. So we don't have to discount or negate, you know, anything from our life, but just to expand into uh, our, you know, our greater potential. So the horses always know you, even if you're not sure yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I was a really horsey, you know, one of those girls who loved horses when I was growing up and did 4-H and horseback riding and hunter jumper and all that, um, all that kind of thing. And I, for me, like as a sensitive, like a psychic, a sensitive and an empath, I felt like I could really connect using my psychic skills and my empath skills to connect with and understand horses. And they understood me in a way that was like simpler and cleaner than it was with other hum with humans. You know, humans are sort of tricky and 
they don't mean what they say. And, you know, like horses have this, you know, there, there's no, there's no hiding. Like you said, there's unconditional love. And as a psychic child, that was really comforting and soothing for me. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. They hold that, they hold that sacred space. And especially as you're saying for anyone who is a light worker, um, an empath who is, works with refined energies, then mm. we feel more comfortable in that frequency with, with, with the horses. And, you know, there's always a telepathic communication going on there, whether right. it's subconscious or whether we are able to develop our own um, awareness of that language, which is really unique, you know, for each of mm. us. So as you know, as an energy healer, some people see colors, some people hear voices, some people smell things more, or, you know, it's all a combination that is unique for us. Yeah, absolutely. And and if people wanted to try this, I mean, they can come visit you at your ranch. I want to talk about the place that you have, but how would sort of, you know, if we don't have access to horses, like what do we do? Well, I do in the, in my, in my chapter in the book, I wrote a paragraph that I ended up making seven steps that anyone can use to help them co-create with the divine so if you like, I can share, I can share that yeah. paragraph and that right. and please do. steps. Um, yes, please. Sure. So the paragraph talks about uh, part of my chapter where I share the journey of my first uh, rescue horse uh, after I came out of my cocoon of healing. And he came to me in dreams to rescue him from slaughter. And I had to uh, grow and evolve into how am I going to help him? Like I didn't have the tools or that sort of thing. So I, um, so this is a, this is an excerpt from that. So I had listened to the messages. I honored the urgency of my spirit and took aligned actions. I felt the fullness of my emotions. I centered in my power. I embraced faith and inner knowing and in so doing, I was guided to the high spiritual being who would heal me as much as I would heal him. So from that paragraph, the seven steps are listen to the messages. So we're always being spiritually guided. Why? Because we're spiritual beings. We're spiritual <laughs> beings having experience on earth. So we always have that communication. The second step is to honor and value the importance of your spirit and of that spiritual connection, that it matters and it's it's meant to be honored and respected and utilized for us to continue to grow and evolve as we move through this paradigm shift, this phenomenal paradigm shift on the planet. The third is to feel the fullness of your emotions. So the emotional activation when you're listening to the messages and honoring them is so important. And then to center in your power and connect with the clarity of what you're feeling, right? So what am I feeling? What are those emotions? What, you know, to really start to cultivate that deep relationship with yourself. And then the fifth one is to embrace the faith and the inner knowing. And so this is all part of what I call becoming centered and our core energy connected to our essence and conscious of, of who we are and what we believe and what we're feeling. The sixth step is then to act. So take aligned actions in the best way you know how. 
if you don't know, like my story would trigger, I didn't really know what to do, but you take one step at a time. So you take mm. actions from the aligned state you've just created, and then you trust in the journey. And so you enter that flow mm. state and trust in the journey of that high spiritual guidance. And then I always say, as we do that, we create miracles unbeknownst to us because we're creating a, a template mm. of a frequency around the world that others can tune into subconsciously and it makes their journey easier. Wow. That's so beautiful. I love that. And it feels like we can do those things, whether we have horses with us or not really. Well, that's exactly it. So those are seven steps to co-create with the divine for any, anywhere, um, any purpose with or without horses. It's all about cultivating that spiritual connection with yourself that will help you manifest your highest and best life. So love it. So tell us about your retreat center. I know you have a rescue farm somewhere where you take where you rescue horses that that maybe wouldn't have made it if you weren't there. And I know people can um, work with you in your retreat center. So let's talk about that for a minute. Sure. I have a Pona Healing Ranch, ponahealingranch.com. We're in the process of integrating my different uh, four pathways of services. And we're integrating those websites into ponahealing.com. Uh, but as you know, that's a lot of work. So <laughs> that's a work in progress. But they are linked. And we offer equine healing retreats. And um, mm-hmm. we do rescue horses from slaughter and unwanted and, and provide a forever home for unwanted horses. And we're in beautiful Rideau Lakes in Eastern Ontario, Canada. And we offer right now um, retreats that are personalized. I do have a signature program, Pillars of Light, Turn Stress into Success. But right now we personalize it for individuals, groups, corporations, and then we're building out on that. And so it could be a two-day retreat. It could be uh, a five-day retreat. And um, and as I mentioned, we focus on what I call Taoist non-attachment or the Taoist principles of living in flow, of being the empty vessel, um, empty mind, empty vessel, and working with the horses in that way through cultivating stillness and presence and silence. And then all the participants have time before and after their times with the horses to process and explore. And one of my favorite things to do at retreats, whether we have uh, retreats with horses or without horses, is a burn the burden ceremony, uh, which clients love. After the retreat, we reflect on what it is we want to release once and for all. And then we write it down and then we have a ceremony to burn it in the fire. And it's always, Mm -hmm. always very beautiful and transformative. That's amazing. I love that so much. Wow. It's so beautiful. And I hope, um, I hope everyone who gets a chance to gets to visit you in your retreat and support your, your horse rescue too. So thank you so much for joining us on the show, Lydia. It was so beautiful to talk to you. And I, I just think your work is so special and, and so are you. So amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor and pleasure. And we're all here to celebrate horses as high spiritual beings. Let's spread that message that horses Mm. are here to help us heal, grow and evolve and honor them as the divine beings that they really are. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks all of you for tuning in. You can find me if you're looking for me at my website, lisacampion.com. I hope you come stop by and pay me a visit, leave me a comment. I have a lot of resources 
for people who are psychics, healers, and empaths who are looking to really expand into their gifts and understand themselves a little better. And thanks for joining us today on the Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.